0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. Good to talk to you, Martin. But first of all, Margaret is at her wits' end. Lolo the cat is scratching the furniture. She's a four year old cat and she needs some advice. So before we even get into our main talking points today, can we help Margaret's problem and help Lolo be a good cat?
1: Well, um, when we look at cats scratching furniture, often it's a behavioral um, or a stimulus response issue. So um, the first thing I'd recommend is to make sure she has enough scratching posts in the house um, and often toys that the cat can interact with that they can distract them. We talked before about food kongs or where you're hiding small bits of food uh, or treats in a toy and it, they have to play with it to get them out but often with cats it's a natural response that they'll want to scratch it, it's involving uh, keeping their nails in shape and for strength so uh, the scratching posts are really common and anyone that has cats will know that if they don't have a scratching post the, the cats are going to more likely to tear at the furniture yeah. um, there, there will be mists and sprays you can get to put on furniture to, to, to put cats off and go on but often they're not as successful um, I take it maybe Lola is a female cat if it's a male cat um, and he's not neutered. They do tend to spray more, and yeah. um, they will react and, and scratch a lot more if they're not neutered as well, especially particularly for males.
0: Yeah, no, Lola is most definitely female, and is four years old. <laughs> at this stage, would she not have grown out of this, or she likely to continue doing this? Four years old, she's, she's no not, longer a little kitten.
1: No, she's no longer a kitten. And yeah, you might get some traits like that in young kittens or pups, but at this at this age, yeah, it's it's a developed behavior response. We don't know. Is she at home all day on her own? Um, it might be worth considering getting her a companion, often that will help uh, relieve any kind of uh, anxiety or right. if, if it's the case just for behaviour and she's bored, it'll, it'll give her something to do
0: Now Margaret, if you get two cats and hopefully the other cat won't pick up from Lola and start scratching as well, <laughs> you'll have, you have a double problem Martin, uh, again if you have any questions for Martin to do with Pet Matters any form of Pet Matters, get them into us now give Catherine a call on 053914 or use her text or WhatsApp oh eight seven three seven three seven nine five six you're going to look at hair loss um and itchy and uh, i su- su- suppose uh, hair issues um you want to look at that today in all forms of pets or mostly dogs you're looking at
1: uh mostly dogs but we we'll see it somewhat in cats. The reason about it up is in the last few weeks and it's interesting normally when we talk about itchy skin it's normally the summer months we see it, but we start to see with with skin allergies coming coming in sooner in the year, and the temperatures that pick back up is a little bit milder so Again, it's just reminding people if you do see hair loss on, on, on your pets, whether it's dogs or cats, there, there often is an underlying reason there. And we normally break it down into two categories, whether the skin is itchy or whether it's not itchy. So if it tends to be itchy, we, the first thing we always want to do is rule out any kind of ectoparasites. So making sure your, your flea and tick treatment is up to date. And, and those are more prevalent when we come into the summer months now. So start owners start thinking about it now. We're coming into April, May, making sure that the protection is up to date on that. And um, then when it comes to non-itchy, uh, we look at hormonal diseases and people might, might be familiar that uh, dogs or cats can suffer from conditions where there's an imbalance uh, in hormones such as thyroid function um, so okay. if animals have too high or too low of thyroid in their body, they can get hair loss the same as people and the same with, with steroid, naturally produced substance in the body, If in dogs in particular if um, they get high levels of steroid in their body, as these called cushings you yeah. can get hair loss as well on the side of the belly, um, so just not to think look, that's just my dog, you know, there may be an underlying reason to work, to bring to your vet and getting it checked out.
0: And Martin um, this is an unusual one C- can dogs, can pets suffer from anxiety and if so, could that lead to hair loss? That's
1: an interesting comment uh, it, does it happen? Really interesting comment because we see it a lot in cats and we see it in cats because uh, indoor cats, if there tends to be stray or furled cats around the house, they can cause severe anxiety. And what that does is it causes the the, the cat in the house to overgroom, and then turn then causes it to, 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 you know, to lose hair. So if we had an owner come in and say, look, my cat had been doing really well, no issues, and all of a sudden now it seems to be excessively licking its paws and we've ruled out that there's no parasite and we've ruled out there's no history of, of allergies going back the last few years then I'll suddenly be, be asking the owner look is there any other stray furl cats around making sure that cat has plenty of access to, to use litter trays different parts of the house and also privacy for using the litter trays because we literally see these furl cats they could actually circle the house and when there's lots of windows now in houses the other cat literally feels that they can't get away from them so they're being stalked inside in their own house um, and, I can, and it's amazing how much stress and anxiety it can put particularly on cats not so much dogs
0: Right, we want to move on to gastrointestinal disease, but I have some more questions coming in. Uh, A dog is 14 years old, has an enlarged liver, has a cough coming from fluid around the organs, has been coughing for two months, not in pain, would like to get rid of the cough, need advice. The dog is on tablets for the liver, and this is Bridget's question.
1: Uh, yeah, obviously, that's, I mean, very knowledgeable owner there. If they, they know already that the heart is, or the liver is enlarged, often what happens there with underlying heart disease, um, you get a backflow of, of fluid back down uh, to the liver, and that can cause enlargement of the liver. You also get, get congestion in, up around the airways. You get a buildup of flu coming onto the lungs, and that can cause the cough. So really, if you're on medication for the liver, that's good, but then you need to start looking at getting on some medication for, for this underlying heart disease or suspected underlying heart disease. So if you want to talk to your vet about that, There'll be some diuretics to help take the fluid off the lungs. And then there's a medication um, that helps contract the chambers of the heart and get that blood circulating and moving, uh, moving around better to prevent the congestion. Um, yeah. Thank you for that.
0: Caller has a 10-week-old Jack Russell pup. He's eating his food so fast. How do you stop him eating so fast? He is gasping for air after eating his food. I had a Jack Russell many years ago, and he did the exact same. He used to call the dog Skippy, I think. Um, and yet was the exact same. Is that something that Jack Russells
1: tend to do? No, it's, it's any breed and you do have to be careful especially when you look at larger breed uh, dogs like say burners or wolfhounds they're prone to getting a torsion of their stomach called a GDV and that can be associated with ravenous appetite at food time. So one of the things, and it's going back to those kind of food bowls that restrict the amount the dog can take at one time. So the dog will have to work to get the food out of it rather than just your big open bowl. Um, it may be a case of feeding smaller smaller amounts more regular until the dog gets used to to just eating at a more regular pace. And then also maybe looking at changing the type of nose that you're on. If it's, a, if it's a soft, wet food or it's a small nut and the dog is just getting through really quick, it might be yeah. you're getting a larger nut and there's more chewing involved and the dog, it just forces the dog to slow down. Also, sometimes we might have to look at the, the amount of fiber makeup in the north, so higher fibre content diets uh, tend to make dogs feel fuller, so they don't have as much ravenous appetite then. Yeah. Um, we do tend to find the cheaper kind of wet quality foods that dogs will eat those faster and they don't get yeah. the same feeling of being full from them so they do tend to yeah, to go on those more we
0: want to look at gastrointestinal disease but there will be a fair few questions coming in here's another one from Mary how do you stop a tomcat who is neutered from kneading when he sits beside me digging his nails that comes in from Mary needing any k-n-e-a-d-i-n-g is how she spells
1: it yeah I mean look um, that's again it's just a behavioural response it's something that the cat has developed there's not going to be a whole lot that you can do really to develop you know to again it comes back to just stimulation in the environment for the cat so just getting things that the cat can interact with whether it's toys you'll see them the little sticks with the, with the, the feather at the end those kind of things will if you, if you use those, they'll, they'll reduce that kind of interaction
0: that you're seeing. All right, Martin, might have to skip the gastrointestinal till next week or maybe just get you do to set the ball rolling in this because I have another few questions for you as well. Bought a cat bed, but the cat won't even sit or sleep in it. Any ideas? Thank you.
1: <laughs> often we'll all find that you, you spend the most money on, on the expensive bed or, or the expensive toy and no different than children they'll they'll want to play with the simplest most innocuous things so um, the cat or dog will, will go where they feel most comfortable that might be sitting in front of a stove or a fire um, you know don't force them to sit on a bed if they don't want it. if they want to go there, so unfortunately you might have to donate that to a charity shop if they don't want it. It's nothing to do with the, with the make of the cloth other than that it found somewhere else more comfortable.
0: And here's an interesting one uh, it comes from Anne, she says, my sister's Labrador still keeps jumping at me when I visit her. I feed him at times also he's jumping up near my face. All four paws off, paws off the ground, I've seen this actually, um, and not with this particular dog, but I've actually seen video footage of dogs doing this. We had a collie and sheepdog years ago, they did do it like the Labrador. The collie tore a sponge but never ate the sponge like the Labrador does. This Labrador sounds cracked.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and I suppose with la- with labs, are certainly any breeds that, and, and it could be, not love, any breed. I it, love Labradors, very...
0: Martin, I absolutely love Labradors.
1: I think they're a gorgeous dog. A super dog, but they do—they do need to be taught. Uh, you know, tr- they do need training and, and and behavior training, especially if they're jumping up like that. It all comes back to positive reinforcement, so that will come from the owner making sure that anytime the dog the dog jumps up to tell him stop, and you know have the dog sit and then reward the dog for sitting, and then anytime they interact with somebody coming to the door, uh, if the dog goes to make an effort to jump, they call the back the dog back tell them to stay and give them a treat so they learn the behaviour response which is important one that you know you're not jumping up each time uh, but that takes time and you have to be consistent and if you need help with that there's lots of dog trainers out there um, that can give you help with that yeah. um, and, and often helps going to do these classes because there'll be other people in the same or similar situation as you're trying to train the pet and yeah. it's worth it if you get them in the first six or seven months of life that you get those behaviours kind of under control and trained then you'll have the next six right. or ten or whatever amount of years then where, where you, know, you won't be affected by that.
0: Right. I'm just going to have to take these two questions and park it for the moment, and get back to gastrointestinal the next time you and I are speaking. Martin, seven-year-old dog gets sick nearly every morning, just watery sick. Is in very good form. Otherwise, it would have been happening off and on. Always, is it any harm that comes in from Eileen?
1: Um, I often think about animals nearly if it was like myself. I probably wouldn't feel comfortable getting sick every morning, even if I was generally in good form, not losing any weight. Often I find with that, it mightn't be anything overly serious, it might be just a bit of gastritis or irritation or esophagitis, a bit of irritation to, to some part of the 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 gastrointestinal tract and we might start off with something simple like people would take like Rennie so it would be just something to coat the lining of the stomach or esophagus and that's a very harmless medication they can take each day and we try that for a few weeks to see if that helps, if not then there might be something like buscopan, something just to relax the motility of the gut obviously if there was anything else like weight loss diarrhea or uh, there was any kind of blood or anything else suspicious in it yeah you might need to do further work up just to make sure there's no growth or polyp or anything else weird going on
0: Final question, two little puppies. I hope it's not going to put people off their leavens as they're eating their poo. How do you stop this?
1: We, we mentioned this before on the show. Unfortunately, puppies will do that, and it won't be their own poo. If they're out for a walk, there could be cows' poo, horses' poo, and it's just curiosity, and the more disgusting sometimes, uh, pups will just eat it. So, again, just keep them, keeping them away from it, uh, removing their poo straight away from it, and... Don't, you know, there was maybe old white tail pushing their nose in it and things like that. That won't work. Again, it'll be positive reinforcement trying to get them, normally for owners, to get them to, to poo outside. So you'll be giving them a treat if they right. start whining at the door or sniffing at the door. Yeah. Bring them out. They'll have, they will train to go outside then when you bring them out and then reward them when they go outside.
0: This listener is very sharp because she's come back and said that they're actually eating their own poo,
1: Martin. Is that unusual? No, it's not unusual, and it doesn't mean they're lacking any minerals or vitamins. That is just a behavioural response. Uh, it, it's something all p- pubs can do. Some do, some don't, but it's not any form of disease.
0: Thanks, Martin. You're a busy man today. Lots of questions for you. <laughs>
1: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.